Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. All views expressed by speakers on The Bean Pod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on The Bean Pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka The Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, The Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be talking about Ethereum versus Cardano versus Solana. Big topic. Lots of people love Ethereum, lots of people love Cardano, and lots of people love Solana. For sure. So these are basically the foundation blockchains um, that are you know super popular right now. Uh, we have a, uh, is a Gen 2 is Ethereum, Gen 3 is Cardano, and Gen 4 is Solana. This is basically the people that are building the new versions of the decentralized internet. Smart contracts, right? Yeah, smart contracts. Um, you know, built in, the algorithms have built in what is supposed to happen. You know, yep. it's kind of removed the middleman. So let's say you're doing a real estate transaction. You know, I'm saying, hey, Jolly, look, you want to buy my house? And we go to a real estate agent. We've now removed that real estate agent. The algorithms have figured out exactly once, if, then, and when have been met in the algorithm, the transaction will occur. Right. And that's kind of like a, it's a completely revolutionary way of building applications, decentralized applications. When you have, you're removing the middleman that can allow for, you know, open source, um, zero censorship, Automat things are happening automatic. So, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily need, um, you know, a huge corporate body governing these things. Um, no one technically owns a lot of them. We'll get to, you know, the, the levels of decentralized uh, nature later. Mm. But this is really the opportunity for people to build new versions of social media, um, you know, e-commerce platforms, basically anything that Internet to Web, Web 2.0 has provided the world. Web 3.0 with smart contracts can provide the next level of that. So it really is a game changer. And lots of people are trying to be the number one right now. It has to be Ethereum. Has to be his first, first mover advantage, right? It's like, uh, they got the light, they're like legacy mover now. That's right. First mover advantage in any industry is massive. Yeah. So just a bit of a recap. Ethereum was founded in 2015 by Vitalik Buterin. Cardano was founded in 2017 by Charles Hoskinson. And Solana was founded in 2020 by Anatoly Yakovenko. Complicated um, name there. Yeah. So just the fact that Ethereum has been going since 2015. By the, by the way, Vitalik Buterin was 19 years old when he started Ethereum. Absolute genius. Yeah. So I think that's... What were you doing when you were 19? Not founding smart contracts. He invented <laughs> the concept of smart contracts. Like, Yeah. I'm, you know, I've been studying crypto now since 2017 or so, and yep. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. This guy created it. Yeah. When his brain is not even, your brain's not even developed until you're like 26 or no. something like that. He's some sort of like crypto robot sent from the future to provide the current world with, with all these great things. I love him. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I, I'm an Ethereum maxi. Yeah. I have to come out and say that. So, okay. So Ethereum came out 2015, you know, hype was, hype was small. Now the hype is massive. That's because there is mainstream adoption of Ethereum across a multitude of levels. So we have apps like, what, what will everyone know? OpenSea. The world's most popular NFT marketplace is built on Ethereum. Um, you know, it's a, it's, this is where people are buying, selling, and trading NFTs. Um, a crypto exchange such as Uniswap built on Ethereum. And there's just a tons and tons of programs, apps that are built on Ethereum. There's a trust factor there, right? Yep. So I guess they, they went with a proof of work mechanism. Right. Consensus. Uh, consensus. Whereas, you know, look at Cardano and Solana, they're more on the proof of stake. Proof of stake, right. So it's 
more built for speed. Yep. And I think Ethereum went for the security aspect of things, ensuring that, you know, everything's secure. Right. But when you, you have security versus speed, you got to sacrifice one for the other. You can't necessarily have both. Yep. And I think, you know, now that there's such a massive, I think that would have been fine back in the day, back when, you know, there's who was really developing on Ethereum. Yep. A few companies here and there, but do you think Vitalik knew or Ethereum knew or anybody knew that this ad- adoption was going to hit so fast? I doubt it. And, you know, I think maybe the pandemic really had something to do with that where people are sitting at home, people are trying to figure out their lives and they're creating these dApps and all of a sudden it's like this main, like this push just came out of nowhere and just 100%. really jammed it. And now it's like, oh shit, we really need to get proof of work to proof of stake and maybe expedite this to Ethereum 2.0 faster than we were hoping to. The fabled Ethereum 2.0. Yeah. Does it exist? When will it launch? We've been hearing Nobody about it. For, knows. We've been hearing about it for a while, and it it might like you know to the average Joe Blow. It's like yeah, just switch it from POW to POS. Yeah, simple. But it must be a lot harder than it sounds for sure. At the end of the day, what people need to know is that it makes things a lot slower. The transactions happen a lot slower. Things need to be validated across the network. Um, proof of stake, which is the new version, things happen a lot faster. Transaction fees are lower. They're lightning fast. We don't really need to go into what actually happens right, behind the yeah. scenes, but for the for the beginner, medium investor, this is what you need to know. Proof of stake makes, makes things faster. So for example, today, I tried to make a swap on Uniswap. The gas fees were going to be $250 for one trade. That's because with proof of work, you know, it's things are happening very fast. The, the uh, network right now is super churned up. There's, a, there's millions of people trying to do the same thing, but that's because this was built in 2015. It hasn't changed. So now we have third gen and fourth gen blockchains like Cardano and Solana that have come along that, you know, they had the benefit of seeing what happened with Ethereum and building upon it. So they've built a, an, a blockchain, a network that can facilitate transactions at a much faster speed for a much less cost. So, you know, to the end user, this is a huge, huge attraction. And, and one of the reasons why I think, you know, I, I'm a huge Solana guy as I have been for a while. And I just, it just seems, it seems like a, that's the way things are going. Mm. I see that's, you know, so in, until Ethereum 2.0 comes along, these new blockchains are going to see a lot of mass adoption. Yeah, no, I totally. And like <clears throat> proof of stake is all about the speed. And again, you're sacrificing one for the other. And I think when we can, if, if Ethereum can get to 2.0, the discussion, if, okay, how about this? If Ethereum is able to get to ETH 2.0, do you think that there will be a need for Solana and Cardano? That's the million dollar question, that, I think. Assuming that moves to proof of stake, right? Assuming they do it seamlessly and, you know, without a few hiccups, um, I think definitely th- there's a case to be made for both. I think mm. by the time that happens, there's going to be so much mass adoption of Solana in particular, in my opinion, yeah. um, that it's not just going to go away. Right. Um, so after Ethereum launched... You know, there was mass adoption, first mover advantage. In the last couple of years, Cardano has, they, they finally launched their smart contract platform earlier this year. The price of Cardano had a huge run up. However, it has to be said that not a lot has happened on that blockchain since then. I have not seen the projects launching. There's no, the launch pads aren't there. It's, it's kind of, it's just, it's really been disappointing. I think, you know, from an outsider and from a Cardano investor, which I'm not, um, point of view, you have to be really disappointed about the, the lack of, adoption and and projects that are coming on cardano well i think the way because cardano started to build their own blockchain right seeing that there was a problem with ethereum and that's when hoskinson moved as a co-founder from ethereum over to cardano right and part of me still thinks that he has like a chip on his shoulder or something the way he talks yeah you know if he's anti-ethereum anyways that's a topic for a different uh different time yep um but 
Ethereum develops as they go. You know, from what I'm learning, and Cardano likes to take more of a peer-reviewed uh, approach to it, so they're a lot slower. Mm. So they want to make sure everything's right before they lay it down. Whereas right. Ethereum's like, okay, let's just do it, and then and then we'll just we'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. And when blockchain technology and crypto starts picking up at such a rapid pace, that Cardano way of thinking or way of doing things may not necessarily work. Mm. And the Ethereum approach of just you know, let's just start it and we'll figure it out as we go. Yep. You know, maybe, if, you know, like doing a podcast, like, oh, let's, let's just start it. Oh, yeah. we got to get the lighting a bit better over here. Or, That's you know. what gives, you know, the first mover advantage. You build things as you go, which is kind of what, that's really how companies are built. Yeah. I mean, you can plan all you want, but at the end of the day, you have to execute and learning as you go, learn from your mistakes. Mm. Um, so one of the things that attracts me to Solana a lot is, is one, you know, it's faster than Ethereum. The gas fees are minimal. So for example, if you're into NFTs, you can relate to this on OpenSea. You want to go to buy an NFT or sell an NFT, you're paying gas fees anywhere from 20 to 50. Sometimes it's 100 or more dollars. Sometimes these NFT drops, when the, the volume comes in, there's gas wars and it's like $250, $300 for a fucking NFT that's only 200 bucks. It's insane. It's, it's just you're throwing money down the toilet. And especially when we're dealing with, you know, you know we're in our Discord, the Beanstalk Discord, we're talking yeah. and not everybody has different amounts of money too. For sure. So, you know, if you're a big investor, let's say you're doing pretty well with your investment. You've invested in Solano, sorry, Solana, you know, multiple years ago and you're doing pretty well on your investment. Maybe $200 doesn't sound like that much to you, but to the average investor whose crypto is even new, like crypto is a lot. New. Yeah. Like, well, oh, I don't have to do that when I'm doing my bank banking transactions. I don't have to do a, fi- a top $5, like I do a $5 fee or whatever it is, but yeah. pay 200 bucks For sure. At different times during the day. It doesn't make any sense. It's nuts. So that's the huge downside of Ethereum. And now that I've started to get into the NFT world and I'm minting Solana NFTs and I'm buying and trading Solana NFTs, you go into a network like or a platform like Solanart. First of all, the gas fees are basically zero. It's like two cents to buy an NFT and it happens right away. Mm. So, you know, from the end user, you get that light bulb moment. You see mass adoption of Solana. You see the projects on it. It's just a much more user-friendly experience. Yeah. I'm not throwing $100 down the tube. I'm getting the same product. I'm getting the NFT. It's in my wallet, but I've got it at a cheaper and faster way. So yeah, and that terrifying moment when you press send and you're in, you're new to crypto, and all of a sudden you don't see you don't see your NFT. Right, your money's on your account, and it's just it's in space. Yeah, you want that to happen fast. You want an instant. <laughs> you want even when you send a transaction on the ERC or Ethereum network. You know, yeah. if I'm sending Josh some Ethereum. It might take twenty minutes if the if the uh, network is ga- is backed up, mm. but on Solana it's it's going to happen real quick. Yeah, and there's nice. you know that that moment of where you send your crypto and it's you don't know where it's gone. It's you know it's terrifying. I was transferring my girlfriend some money the other day so she can <laughs> buy some some meme coins. And, yeah, so, and I was like, oh, where's that money? Like, why is it taking so long? For sure. So all right, so you know you talk about the comparison. Yeah. we have one with the first mover advantage. The two have improved on speed, cost. But where are they at in terms of prices? Mm-hmm. So as of kind of around the time of this podcast, Ethereum is a $500 billion market cap, which is insane. That's not The number two crypto. Cardano is $70 billion. Solana is right around there as well. Yeah, I think Solana just passed Cardano. As okay. the, I think they're number four. Um, yeah. Yeah, biggest. And Solana? Yeah. That just happened today, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, 73 mil market cap and Cardano at 68. Damn. That's, just happened. That's nuts, man. Like, honestly, I remember buying Solana earlier this year, like a year ago, a fraction of that. And it is just, it's really been super impressive. And, and that all comes down to execution and mass adoption. It's going to keep going. Yeah. I think the reason that 
you know, Ethereum has, they had, I think they have like 80% of the dApps being built on it. Right. But there was that first mover legacy advantage. Yep. The, tr- the trust was there. Solana is now demonstrating that they can execute and more and more people are going to start moving over to Solana. I saw some chart I was reading today and you could see the number of transactions now are just, it's, it's chipping away at what Ethereum has. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, for sure. Like you can see even, you know, people talking about it in the Beanstalk Discord, Solana NFT drops, Solana launch pads, yeah. Solana this, Solana, like, you know, it's, it's really, you have to, hats off to them. That's my first ha- question sometimes. It's like, uh, okay, which network is it on? So yeah. Solana or, or Ethereum? Before it was only Ethereum. And now like Solana is, but you know, unfortunately you just don't see that from Cardano. Mm. I saw a funny joke today there. Uh, people were referring to Cardano as a stable coin. Right. Because the price never fucking moves. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you could just invest in stable coins like USDT, USDC or Cardano. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor Cardano. I mean, look, I think it will have its day. I have started to see the very first few projects because they just launched their mainnet. The projects will start to come on Cardano. I think there was a couple of Cardano MT projects that were coming in the pipeline. Mm. It's slow. Yeah, there was an emoji one. The emoji one. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, it is happening. And as we've seen with Solana, but you might have to, you know, did they miss the boat? Solana just rocketed in front. I think, yeah, I think, I think they did. You know, Cardano had all the hype and then they kind of of fucked up. So it has to be said that they may have missed their chance. I mean, look, we're still early days in crypto Mm. and the battle of Ethereum, Cardano, Solana. I'm sure there's going to be more competitors. We've got this chart up here, which is, I don't know, you probably can't see it, but we have transactions per second, average fee per transaction, all the different, the different comparisons for the blockchains. Yeah. This is the ones that are in the lead right now. Polkadot, Cardano, Solana, Ethereum. But yeah, what what jumps out at this chart, I think, would be the total transactions to date and transactions per second. And yeah. Solana blows out everybody. For sure. Um, you know, it's, it's not even... When you look at a chart like this, you can easily see the advantages of Solana and even Cardano to Ethereum. But the one thing we do need to mention is the level of decentralization, mm. right? It differs between the projects. So they've sacrificed, Solana in particular, they've sacrificed a level of decentralization to get those transaction speeds and lower gas fees, right? right? So we saw what happened earlier this year when the Solana blockchain crashed and they had to reset it. That would never happen with Ethereum because it's too, it's more decentralized where there is no, you can't just reset it and it's not going to crash. It, it will just slow right. down to a point where gas fees are $500. Yeah. But the Solana blockchain actually crashed. Mm. So that was kind of a little bit of a pullback moment where it made people realize like, okay, you know, they've done all this great stuff, but it, not decentralized to the level that Ethereum is, yeah. which is probably the number one knock on Solana, that it's not a true decentralized blockchain like crypto is supposed to be. Right. Can they do something like what Hedera is doing, Hedera Hashgraph, in terms of having more of a, they're, they're not decentralized yet, I right. believe. I think they're more centralized. And then what they're doing that on purpose to eventually become right. you know, properly decentralized. Yep. Can, I mean, can Solana do something I'm not like sure that, right? if it's built in that certain way, if that way. Um, I know, you know, with the Hedera council it's all they've got a bit of a different thing going on in solana yeah um that'd be nice but i'm not 100 percent sure mm. okay so let's say i'm an investor right now you know i see i'm new i'm new to crypto yeah i see bitcoin everybody's talking about bitcoin i see ethereum is there an advantage should i be putting my money into ethereum right now solana or cardano where would where are you where would you put like let's say you had a thousand bucks yep so where, where what uh, what layer one blockchain yeah, what I you where, know where are you uh, the, of the big boys, mm. Ethereum's always been one of my biggest holdings. I think I mean I still think they will execute Ethereum 2.0, so I'm not selling anytime soon. Um, in terms of Cardano versus Solana, I've been a Solana guy for over a year now. It's treated me very well. 
And just the fact that they've executed and I've seen the mass adoption, I see the projects, I use the platforms on Solana on a daily basis. It just reaffirms my investment thesis in their project. So I'm always recommending Solana as the project at the moment. They've got the head start on Cardano. Cardano could catch up, but at the moment, I mean, the, look at the, the market caps are the same. Yeah. But we have one that has mass adoption and one that doesn't. Exactly. So, because that's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm coming, in, coming in as a new investor and all these terms are confusing as fuck, mm-hmm. right? So why does it matter that somebody can do more transactions than somebody else? Why does it matter that these speeds are you know, exponentially faster than so-and-so? I mean, it, I guess it does matter and it should matter is because if you can understand the technology behind it, yep. then you'll be more comfortable with your investment, right? For sure. That's what we always preach that in the Beanstalk Discord. Do your own research in the projects. That way you'll, you'll feel good about them even if they, if they dip or something happens. Yeah. If you know what you hold and you know that the platform that you're investing in is a sound platform with great future, like Solana or Ethereum, um, mm. you know, you're just happy about it. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I'm a, you know, I've been, been in Ethereum since 2017 and obviously I'm super attached to it. I guess yeah. you could like with anything, right. You hold anything for X amount of years and you, you need to, you need to disassociate yourself from it. And I understand that. But when you hold it for that long, you're like, okay, this is, yeah, this is the one, this is what I know. And this is what you kind of put yourself in. You almost get like a confirmation bias. Like this is it. Yep. Um, but you know, doing, doing the research on the, of these other companies, I'm fully aware that Solana is you know up and coming and with a $70 million uh, market cap, yeah. there's so much room for it to catch Ethereum. So for sure. as an investor, it's like, I, I think I would almost just split my money between hedging my bets on Ethereum getting 2.0 across the line yep. successfully because Vitalik is a genius. Mm. I like I like to look at the founders and see who the people be behind the project are. And I have a ton of faith that they will get it done. Yeah. Uh, I also like what Solana is doing. And if it can even get to half of what Ethereum's market cap is, like that is a, that's a five, six, seven X on, sure. on my money. So I think I would split it between the two. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely a good thing to consider. And one thing you mentioned that I want to ask you about is the founders and the teams behind the projects. Um, you know, that's always something when you're doing your own research into crypto projects or stocks or whatever it is, you always want to look at the team. What have they done in the past? Um, what are they like as a person? You know, um, what's is the founder, the, the top people, all that kind of stuff. And I know you've mentioned me before, Josh, something about the Cardano founder. Yeah. And how he's maybe irked you the wrong way. So yeah, you, I mean, and, and, you know, when we're making our videos and whatnot, you know, you can make a video about a certain project and, you know, somebody comes in who's really attached to Bitcoin or Ethereum and you talk about a different technology and they're like, oh, well, what, what, you don't know what you're talking about. This is so great. This is so amazing. Mm. And it creates like this, uh, this negativity in the crypto space that I don't think needs to be there. No. Um, and Charles Hoskinson, for, for example, he's a co-founder of Ethereum, started, started Cardano. And it's almost like sometimes he just speaks negatively about these other projects. Like right. He, he really came down Hedera Hashgraph, you know, which is one of my favorites. I love what they're doing. I yep. love the ecosystem. And, and we'll talk about Hedera at another point. But I think when a leader speaks, the, the rest of the group will follow. And 100%. if the, if, you know, if you look at something like Vitalik, who's looking, pro- solving, he's uh, solving problems. He's speaking in the press. He's like acknowledging this project, acknowledging that project. We don't need an us versus them mentality. Right. You know, it's really nice to see when we all work together and maybe just say like, yeah, I really like what they're doing over there. And maybe we could incorporate that versus shooting it down. So yeah, that's another thing that I don't really like about 
you know, certain founders. For sure. When you, and, when you have a founder with a kind of a, a maximalist toxic personality at the top of the project, it trickles down to everyone in the community and mm-hmm. creates that negative cult yeah. that it's hard for people to get into it because it scares people off. 100%. And, you know, you just don't want to see that. Like crypto, we love crypto. There's so many great things. It can change the world and make things equal in so many different ways. We don't need that negative, even though the negativity does exist. Yeah. We just don't need that. And especially we don't need that trickling down from founders of projects. No. And I'm yeah. catching myself right now speaking about the Cardano founder. And I, yeah. I, I recognize that. But yeah. it's like it's, I don't, we, we don't need leaders of multi-billion dollar companies, yeah. you know, coming down on other projects or whatever. It's just. For sure. I think it's all, all good things to consider mm. how the project performs, what the adoption is, what the statistics and technical details of the project are, the founders, all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, I have to say of the three, I'm most bullish in the short term on Solana. Me too. I think we're, we're going to see through this bull run uh, price appreciation of Solana continue. I mean, over the past week, it's already doing its thing and it's going to continue. Yeah. Long term, I mean, I have to say Ethereum. Like, I think they will figure their shit out. Me There's too. no way that they're going to keep going with these crazy gas fees ethereum 2.0 will they will make that happen and i, I fully believe in vitalik so i would never say count them out at all 2300 percent increase in gas fees since june it's absolutely fucked man <laughs> isn't there there's a website that will show you how much you type in your ethereum uh wallet address yeah shows you how much you're using gas fees over lifetime i can't i, can't. I do not i can't look at it. i don't know i don't <laughs> want to look at that i, I would guess i probably spent about five to ten grand in gas fees i can't look at it man but it's always worth it, right? It's always <laughs> worth it. It's always worth it. You oh get that trade in, you know, you just have to do it. You see those funds hit your wallet, even though you just wasted $200 and it's yeah. like... Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Ethereum, I know they just had their uh, successful upgrade of the, I think it was the Altair hard, for, hard, hard fork. Yep. So that's another step in the, the right direction. I there. mean, these are big things, big companies, big projects. It's going to take time. You know, sure. Everybody wants to see returns tomorrow. And, you know, this is big developments. You yep. just... You just don't build things overnight. Give it some time. For sure. Have trust in the process. It's a long-term race. Um, at the end of the day, these are three of three of the biggest projects in crypto. So hats off to all of them. Ethereum, Cardano, Solana. They all have good things going for them. They all have probably have bright futures. Um, you know, we all have our personal opinions. I'm a Solana guy. Josh is probably an Ethereum guy, but he's coming around I'm, on Solana. I, I, I bought some Solana. We don't love Cardano, <laughs> but ask me again. And, you know, maybe Cardano will surprise hey. the shit out of us. They'll come out with the the launch pads and the DEXs and the NFT marketplaces. And people are like, oh, fuck, maybe Cardano is really good. I'm never going to marry myself to a crypto to not understand and not realize what's going on around other people. You know, you never want to do that. The moment they start demonstrating is the moment. It's like, I'm a scientific guy. Start showing me that this is that and this is this. And it makes sense. One plus one equals two. Okay, you got my attention. For sure. So, Well, they all still have things to prove, even though they've all done things pretty well over the last little bit. So it's going to be an exciting few months and a few years ahead of us. Definitely. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, I think that's a good place to leave it off. Cheers. I appreciate you all. See you guys. Yeah.